This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Balls and Bobble podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us tonight. We have Terence, Terra161 from our forum page to the podcast at www.celticrumors.co.uk. On the show tonight, we will talk about today's 3 1 victory over Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Stadium. We will also look ahead as Celtic turn their attention to the Dundee United game in the Scottish Cup final next Monday, the 14th. And we'll also take topics from the, the live chat. So if there's any. Z lads want to say on today's game or next week's game, please let us do and we will read out the comments. Firstly, do I hand off to Mark for a few shout outs? Thanks again, Paul. A few quick shout outs to Tim Alloy, uh, Richie of Glasgow Green, uh, B. John United Ireland as well. Hope he's getting on all right. Be uh, shout out to Mikey as well. Mikey and Jonas were meant to be coming on tonight, but Mikey's mum's dog said a wee bit of. Incident kind of thing, so he's at the vets with his mum and the dogs so obviously he will be, a, well unless he's back, I don't think he'll be appearing anyway, but hopefully the wee dog's alright as well, Paul, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, who's in the live chat here? There's the jabber a job he's in, Terns, he's coming on, uh, Will I Am, Stubbsy's horse, Brian, uh, Brian, I don't know, Brian, do you come on to the forum or that? If you're not, come along, join the forum, www.celticrumors.co.uk Come on and join us in there. It's a good laugh in there at times as well. Uh, Stubbsy. I think that's everybody, Paul. Mm. Uh, we're up to, but we lost a subscriber again. That's us back down to 533, I think it was, Paul. But, <laughs> <I can't> just, <laughs> but, but we'll find out. Some guy doing it to us. I'm convinced that is. Is it you? Yeah, I just. Is it you that's doing it? Clicking off then again. I say so. I just don't have to do that. You know, definitely. But as I say, if you please uh, subscribe, hit the like button as well, and if you know how, leave a comment, share it on your social media and stuff like that to help the channel grow. Thanks very much. So finally, after five times, Celtic have beaten Livingston at the Tony Macaroni Stadium. Celtic haven't won here since the 4th of August in the 2018-2019 season. Celtic manager. Are you, and, Paul, just to interrupt, are you sure about that? Because you on Sky the day, the guy said that Celtic couldn't have beat them for 2007. No, 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 it's 2000, 2018. I looked it up. It's on the. It's on I, the, I, the I, I mean, just saying that the other night as well. But one of the guys on Sky, I don't know whether it was a commentator or somebody at half time or whatever it was, but one yeah. of them the day said it was, it was nearly 15 years. 15 years, yeah. I, I saw that on the Sky Scotland Twister as well. I, I'll get it there actually. I'll send it to you. No, I bother. No, I'm not saying you were wrong, but kind of thing. I just I thought I, I thought maybe I'd heard that wrong as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, 
Celtic manager planning the changes today, deciding to go with a bit more physical in the team today. The, heart, the start line was Hart, Lazin, Vickers, Stafford, Taylor, Roger, Beaton coming into the McGregor's role with McGregor pushing up forward. Forrest, Marita and Yasha, the subs, Giamaka, Sabata, McCarthy, Gucci, Bain, O'Reilly, Hiasa, Welch and Ivanovic. Goals for Marita, Devlin with an OG and Forrest to win as Celtic remained three points clear at the top of the table. Uh, Terence, do you want us, Magazine? Yeah, I think so. You there, Terence? I am indeed, Jen. Good evening. Good evening, Terence. Thanks for coming on again, bud. Terence, it's a stadium that's caused uh, a lot of problems over the years and, you know, finally we got the result there today and I think Ange got his line-up right going with a more physical team today. Yeah, I mean, when you when you kind of first saw the the lineup, you were kind of a bit not sure about this now, especially when like I mean it's it's a very brave call to leave certain players like Juranovic out of the team, but I mean he was he was proven right. I mean the the team it was as that's as good a performance as I've seen up back to the Aberdeen game, back to the Aberdeen game. I thought they were thought they were excellent. It says a lot when probably the worst player for Celtic was Callum McGregor today. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. He didn't have his usual high standards, but they, they, and like Michael said there in the last in the last time he was on, within the first five minutes you knew what type of game it was going to be. Celtic started on the presses and pushed them from the very first few minutes, and you kind of said to yourself, okay, yeah, yeah, they're up for this, they're up for this big time. It's not going to be the slow passing, pestering kind of football, and it it was excellent. And I mean, even the the subs that came on, they did their part, they did it well. I mean, Jack Amakis came on, he must be a nightmare to play against. He must be a, an awful pain to play against because he's he's so pulling and dragging and physical and he won a lot out of freeze. So I, mean, I was a, it was an, I thought it was an excellent performance and as I said they they kind of um they deserve to be a lot more than one nil one nil up going into mm-hmm. half time in my opinion. But I, I just thought, I just thought good the good he, he made he's not a bad keeper there, you know, he He's, he's, he's caused us a lot of troubles over the, over the years as well, hasn't he? That was the first goals he's conceded against us. I heard, I heard yeah. him saying that as well, Paul. Yeah. But it's terms of saying that I thought it was a, considering the dread that we had, Paul. We basically the other night that we thought this was one of the one of the ones we, the games of goat that could be a potential banana skin. But consider everything considered, Paul, the kind of the pressure that was on the players because of the history of the fixture, the pressure that was on them to get the three points after they, they scraped their win yesterday, and the pressure of playing on that that surface and that, I, I totally agree with you. I thought it was a fantastic performance for the team today. Mm-hmm. And look at your Skype there, Mark. I just sent you the results, and if you scroll down the end, it's Celtic 3, Livingston 1, 2018 to 2019 season. Um, I think that was in the Cup, though, Paul. I don't think they've beaten theirs for something like 2008. Some crazy, some, some crazy stat. Like I think I thought they beat them in the cup in Livingston, but they had, I didn't. Th- I didn't think they had beaten them in the league there in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. No, I could be wrong. Like, but, but, but that's what stat. that's what Stubbsy said as well. He said that, that was a cup game. Yeah, it was. We did beat them at the stadium, but I think it was maybe the last time in the league. It was like 2007 or something like that, Paul. Mm-hmm. But don't, I mean, put, I've got to put it in perspective as well. For a long time, they weren't in the league. Mm-hmm. No, they were out of the parade. Ah, so you've got to look at it for that kind of perspective as well. They came up 
the, the, the league, the 2018, I think, Mark, that's when they first... Was that when they first came back came up, back in, sir? Came back into the league. I mean, like, they, were, yeah. they were down in that lower division for a good long time, weren't yeah. they? Um, just something I, I, I noticed in the game as well today, Mark, is are we more of an attacking team when Radisson is playing? I see, I see, you mentioned this other night, pulling a mm-hmm. couple of guys in the live chat. I see that today I did, I saw what you were kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. He does offer a lot going forward, didn't he? Don't he? Like, the key was like, if you look at the difference in the right ring and the left ring with Taylor, Bradison is the forest player there. He's the one that's hitting the boy line. He's the one getting in the crosses. You know what I mean? And I think if, if we're going to be playing... Gene Marcus in games, Radisson has to be the player that, that has to play to get the crosses into to 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 Gene Marcus, you know? Uh well if you're playing with Gene Marcus ball, you the mere kind of crosses you get into the box, the better chances you're gonna have really into it. Mm-hmm. So as you say, it maybe that's something that like again with certain teams in that it's gonna be Ralston and I'd I would go with Iranovic on the left as well, mm-hmm. but but in saying, I mean, Taylor, I thought Taylor had a good game today. He did, in fairness, and he put himself through the wars again, Mark, didn't he? Uh, he took a few... Clobbered there, uh, there, and a few things there as well. But there was even one point, I think, it looked as if he was going to get off injured, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yaranovic um, was getting stripped on the bench. There was another player that I was very impressed with today because of the last time he played Livingston, he had a horror game, and people are saying he wasn't good enough, but Terence today... Uh, Starfield did everything right, didn't he? Well, Starfield has hardly put a foot wrong since they've come back from the break. Mm-hmm. I I said this on one of the previous podcasts. I think he's since he come back, he's got way more physical. Mm-hmm. He, I don't see either someone's dragged him aside or he's realised himself, but he's gone way more physical in in the way when in the challenges, the one on ones. Even the other night in the St. Mirren game. For me, he was the one that was driving out with the ball every time he got it. He was looking to pass forward. He wasn't necessarily looking for the sideward pass or the backward pass. So, um, I mean, he, he, I mean, he won. He won a, a, a load of headers. Mostly, probably nearly all his headers. And he's won. He won an awful lot of challenges. The only thing you would like to say to him is, sometimes you can't win a ball, and you can mm-hmm. throw yourself into a challenge. That, you know, rather than just standing up and shepherding the the forward. That's probably the only. That would probably be the only downside I would say to him at times, you know, and especially the way we can be susceptible to free kicks and stuff. It's something that, you know, he just might have to watch in his game. But but generally speaking, he's been very, very good. I thought he's been excellent again today. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Starfield, as you know, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's what Brian seen in the live chat there. Needs to keep on be consistent. I think that's maybe one of the things because, it, I mean, he has had some games that he's not played well. There's no denying that. But the ones he's played well far outweigh them. So it's good. It's, it's, I agree with Terence as well. He is. He's really kind of toughened himself up a good bit as well. And I think it's just maybe he needs to kind of focus on getting like a kind of consistency. Because mm-hmm. the other side of it, though, sorry, Paul. The other right. side of Mark is that most that has that like a lot of people need to consider as well is like he's a right a right footed player playing on the left Aye, side. I know. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like it, it's like, but, like be buzz, buzz me. Buzz makes a big thing about that with life, just putting, trying to get a left a left footed player in there. Buzz makes a big deal about that as well. You know, it, like it'd be like sticking Taylor to right back 
or a Ralston to left back, you know, it would it would probably it would probably show when you're when you're predominantly a right footer, you know what I mean? It just shows how good Juranovic is that he can go to either side and it doesn't really make a huge amount of difference to him. But that I that's a that's a huge thing for me, like because you can see it in him sometimes when the ball comes, like one of the fouls today. He obviously swung with the left foot. He didn't see the guy coming, and he kind of slobbered him. So, like, it must be really he he deserves a lot of credit for for what he's doing because he's doing it very very well. Mm-hmm. Mark, it was uh, just just near the end of the first half. There, it could have been one one. It could have been that uh, this game could have been taunted his head at one one when it was another set piece. Livingston hit the post. You know, it's still. A big problem with Celtic, you know, these set pieces, and when we're giving like silly free kicks away like that, like cheesy, it's like a penalty still, Mark, isn't this? Ah, uh, so we're just we're going to be under pressure with set pieces. This seems to be. <laughs> that, I think they were uh, the biggest team I think in the league. I say, Mark. I think they were off. Oh, that the big guy was up front for them. The big guy, he was a pure monster. I don't even know what his name is, but he was. He was a monster. He was sitting shoulders above anybody really. Mm-hmm. But it was a bit. It was a big, a big test. We knew it was going to be a big test, and we've came through it. And that's we can't. I mean, really, we can mump and moan. We can see that a goal. Blah blah blah. But. If anybody had offered any Celtic fan a 3-1 win at that game the day before it, they'd have took their hand off for it, Paul. Mm-hmm. And what about James Forrest, uh, Terence? Like we were saying, like, can he get to his best? Can he get the thing? But today, I think it was one of the best games James Forrest played in Celtic jersey for a long, long time. He, he, had, a, he had a cracking game, Paul. Um, in fairness to the guy, you know, you have to give him plaudits as well as give him the mm-hmm. criticism. I thought he really, really played well. But I, I, I think he really played well from a point that you just made at the start of the, the pod. It helps having Ralston on the right with him. Because Ralston, exactly. over, oh, he overlaps, he gives him the option. So if, 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 the man doesn't, if the man doesn't go with Ralston, Forrest can put Ralston into space. If the man mm-hmm. does go with Ralston, he's given James Forrest the space to go into and the chance to, to cross. Now, he took his goal brilliantly as well. He made a great run for him. It does the benefits of Andrew's system, Terence, isn't it? Like, you know, like yeah. we know that's not part of James Forrest's game anymore, that Radisson is there, and the, the point you made, like, that Radisson is creating that second option for James Forrest. Well, yeah, definitely. And he, he, he he's allowed him as well, because of Radisson's overlapping and constantly been there for support, James Forrest hasn't been double-teamed. And he, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so if it is one-on-one, he still has the ability to, to, obviously not all the time, like any of them, but he still has the ability to be able to get past the guy that yard and get the ball in. So, like, I, I was delighted from today. I mean, he took his goal really, really, he took his goal like a guy who was full of confidence. And mm-hmm. I think you could even see after he scored, he didn't really celebrate much. Mm-hmm. It was nearly, you, you wonder, was it a, a sigh of relief from the guy to kind of go, okay, mm-hmm. maybe I won't be getting as much chance of you as I've been getting, you know what I mean? But no, he, he, he did it. He, he did what he did very well. It was probably, obviously, it's easy to say it was his best game we've seen in a long time because it, cause it would have been like, you know. You look at him today, Mark, he had 43 touches, eight in the opposition box. He completed 24 passes out of 25. He'd one chance created. He two shots on tar- two shots bought on targets. Uh, he's first goal of the, se- the season and he's now scored in 13 successes league season for Celtic. That's you know, his first with, goal of the season, aye. First goal of the season, yeah, but... Like, he scored in thirteen uh, in the raw mark. Like so he like I know we can criticize him and things like that, but he is a Celtic man mark and like 
he has some record for Celtic, don't they, in fairness to him? Oh, I just can't take that away from him, Paul. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll be up there with one of the, like, going to be trophy hall, he'll be up there with some of the greats of Celtic past. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's been a, he's been a, he's been a good, I can't fault him for being here so long. He's been a great servant to his early years, but I still don't know if he's going to have much of a future at Celtic, Paul. I really don't. But why, why, why do you think that Dr. Ange's selection today, Mark, that he went for Forrest instead of a bad? It was it purely because maybe Forrest's experience in these games that mm, maybe Forrest would have not just playing on that that surface and that everything. Mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I was surprised at the starting lineup, but as Tern says, Ange proved his own ranking, I think, but. The one thing, I would have definitely started the uh, Gio Kamakis, but well, Maida got his goal as well. This, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe. It was just because of a bit of experience in the team. And somebody that was that, mostly it, yeah. He kind of went for more and Because he, he will run at players as well, Paul. You get mm-hmm. I mean, Forrest against these big lumpy defenders, as we saw the day when he plays well, he is really effective. It's just he's not been playing well or been effective in a long time for us. Mm-hmm. And what about Bison slotting in there, Terence? What did you think of his role today that he's sitting in? Is he more suited to that role than Callum McGregor? Uh, I think in a game like this, he is. Mm-hmm. You, 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 need, you, need, you needed the physicality of Bison in there. He's not, he's not going to be shy to stick in the boot. He's not going to be shy to make the challenges. Cause you, you knew Livingston were going to be playing long balls all day. And for him, he's going to drop back deep and help out the centre house. Like he's a, he's one of the taller guys in the team. I imagine he looks like he's probably six foot one or something like that. Mm-hmm. Take, you know what? I mean? And he 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 knows that role so well, and that's the big thing for me. He knows that role so well. I I, I would have worried if you had if you had had Rogic, McGregor, and say O'Reilly in the team for argument's sake. Mm-hmm. But I just think I just beat on gives that he's like that. He's like that. I don't know. He's like that comfort blanket for the defense. You know what I mean? He he does. He's not going to. He's not going to stray. He's going to stay where he is. And I thought it. I thought he'd a really good game. And he moved the ball quickly. And the one thing that beat on it seems to be good is he knows his limitations. He doesn't seem to try something that he can't do. For me, and he does the simple things well. And I thought I thought he'd a fine game. But I think it's like Mark said. I think Ange went for guys who were really tried and tested over this pitch, over the over the, over these opposition. See the guys he brought back into the so yeah, I thought Peter had a really good game in that in that hole and run. Mm-hmm. Mark Bryce says there because of the negative hype uh, uh, playing against uh, Lindstein, I honestly think that this could be a massive uh, turning point for us uh, to look going forward to when the season like the players and management must be buzzing over this Mark because it's been so long and it's and it's actually Andrew's first victory against Livingston as well today like so like. It's a massive, massive win like today, man. Because everyone a, thought we were going to drop points, but even BBC Scotland was saying it's it, a huge win. Drop points. It really is a huge win, Paul, because it's it was for, as we said it's one of, it was one of our most difficult fixtures. It's the one that we were kind of worrying about. I mean, I, I, I'm weird, I was more worried about today's game than I'm about going to Ibrooks, mm-hmm. just because of it, the, the, how we've struggled there and struggled against Livingston and. I keep going on about the pitch. The pitch is a disgrace. That shouldn't be allowed in any top level league in no, any country. No, look at that there today. Like it's actually bad. I think it is. Oh. It's like, it's like you said, Mark. It's like an old hockey pitch. Ah, uh, that's what it's like. I mean, you, you look at that compared to the, like the Bodo Glimp 
grassing that, Paul. And see if Livingston went an artificial surface, that should be the kind the Bodo Glimp kind of thing. That should be the standard that they're that they're allowed to use. I mean, people going about oh, kind of the, the way people see our leagues, how poor our league is, and that a cowboy system set up more that. People watching that down in England today must have been laughing at that. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, they must have said, "Look at how, look at the state of Scottish football. Look at that pitch. That's all they need to say." And that it kind of does sum it up that a team's allowed into. I mean, Aki's were the same. And you know, I've got a soft spot for Aki's, but their pitch was horrendous. They shouldn't have been allowed into the top league, the top league with that pitch. Mm-hmm. Like, but you know, like Terence today, like we we, we saw it over the course of the season that we we, we struggled about with teams. Uh, sitting back, right? So obviously we think, well, I think that Ange kind of launched launched something over the last couple of games that we played against these teams that he needs to bring in a bit more physicality in the likes of Radisson, Beaton, like you said, he needs to play there. Do you think maybe Ange will, will, will do that going forward, going against these teams that sit back, that we have that bit of physicality coming into the team? He, he, could, he very well could, Paul. I mean, I think he's going to be it's going to be horses for courses. He's going to say, okay, we're playing this guy, we're playing these guys. And he's going to obviously look at the opposition and see what way they play. And like we all knew what Livingston were going to do. It was going to be big, it was going to be physical. I mean, they were one or two of the corners that were there, free kicks. Their guys were like towering over our guys. They, mm-hmm. team, they were beat. Like, I think they're, I said, they're definitely the biggest in the league, I said, Terrence. Like they looked like a rugby side. Mm-hmm. They were huge, like some of them. Like, as Matt said, the centre forward up front and the uh, keeper was the smallest in the pitch, I said. <laughs> and their centre back who headed off the post, the guy with the kind of dreadlocks. I mean, mm-hmm. they were standing beside our guys, and they were, there was a couple of inches over our guys. You know what I mean, there was, they were some some big big units. But just, I just want to say something as well. What Mark is saying is, if that I agree with Mark. That pitch is is shocking, it's a disgrace. But what I would also say, Mark, is difference between them and Bodo Glint is Bodo Glint are playing in the Arctic Circle. There's no reason that Livingston shouldn't have a grass pitch. Absolutely no. no oh no, I totally no, I totally agree with you, with you on that, Terence. But is it no that it's no their pitches? It no somebody like the council on it, and their sort of their teams use it and things like that. That's why they've got these artificial pitches. I know that's why Falkirk in that day things like that. But I mean, even that Falkirk one is a lot a hell of a lot better. See with Mikey's charity game, that was a hell of a lot better than that thing Livingston have got. But I, I totally agree with you saying. There is really no need for it in this in our country. And even like, sure, even James Hart, James Horace tripped. He tripped with no one beside him because he basically tripped over it like at one stage near. You know, mm-hmm. it just and he, he nearly injured himself. It's just it's it's shocking stuff like. But Mark, even like, considering like we always kind of struggled to play on this pitch. Like today, it, it was different. Like we 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 actually controlled the whole game. Our passing was right. You know, like. Something clicked today between the Celtic team. What was it? The players that I seen they some, they I, had to win this mark off. I seen somebody on Twitter, uh, Paul, saying that Ange had them away training on some plastic pitch yeah, the other day. Pitch. Yeah, plastic pitch. So I don't. Well, if, it, if that's help, so here's one for you. If that's helping to play against Livingston, why did they not take a chance to train in the Bodo Glint Park? But that's the problem, Mark, because they didn't. He refused to fly Aye. over early to train on that pitch. Which, no, which is a bit weird. Did most ma- no. managers they take a chance to get out and get a feel of the pitch that their team's going to be playing on in that the, the following night? So, 
from he refused to not refuse for him, you know, to take up a chance to with Bordeaux Glimp, but then he's got the players away playing on a plastic pitch during the week to get ready for to play against Livingston. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell me one thing you said there about uh, Callum McGregor. Why do you think he was kind of one of the, the off players today? Just uh, he, he just he just he just didn't have his normal seven or eight out of ten, which is normal. He just 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 one of those days, well, like a bad day at the office, like we mm-hmm. all have. You know what I mean? He just, I mean, he he obviously missed the penalty. He had a good chance for a header after that. He he just didn't seem to be the same. Callum McGregor, but then again, that 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 carpet that he was playing on could have a lot to do with it. Maybe he's the type of player that does, that 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 actually can't be played. Like we always say, somebody said the players can't play on this kind of surface. Maybe he's one of those players that actually can't play on this surface. Terms, you know. I just I just think he just he just didn't he just had a bit of a bad game, Paul. He was and the, and everyone else around him were 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 flying it so. You know, he's had an off day. How many times would Callum McGregor have an mm-hmm. off day? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, think, I think we can forgive him this one, eh? Mm-hmm. After everything he's done over the years. Just just going on the penalty, like I think we'll we'll all agree with it. it was a bit harsh. You know, some people say just it was done, but you you kinda of see the disadvantage when Ivanovic isn't in the team that we actually don't really have another penalty taker at 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 the class of Ivanovic at the moment in that thing or you know, I think maybe that was that's why McGregor's his captain stepped up to take it. I think mm-hmm. that's basically what it was. But I wouldn't be letting him step up too often in the future, Paul. Did he miss another one before? Aye, like, yeah. like he did, didn't he? Aye, missed his last. He missed his last one as well. Yeah, but it's the same. It's I know McGregor's not to take the penalty, but like there's why are all the forwards on the pitch? The forwards are there to score goals. Surely, if you're a forward. Whether it's Jata or whether it's Maeda or whether whoever it might be, Randwich, any of these guys, surely sure mm-hmm. one of them is confident enough to, to go, no, no, I'm happy enough to take it. To be fair, if McGregor had got it on tag, the keeper would have saved it anyway. Because mm-hmm. the keeper went the right way. You know what I mean? The keeper went the right way as well. But, you know, that's what I would say. Like, if you're a forward, your job is to score goals. So, like, there's no doubt if Jim Mackis was on that pitch, he'd have grabbed that ball. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. He'd be, he'd be, I, I'd take it because he's that guy. He comes across as a extremely confident individual the fact he missed one against them previous wouldn't no, have I'm just, just going to ask him that would no. you think that would kind of have an effect in terms of would you think he's that type of player that he would have stepped he, up again he's that, he's that type of player I'd say he, I'd say that that miss is, is forgotten about he doesn't even think about that I'd say he's an extremely confident guy and I'd say he'd go if they said look would you take them he'd be like absolutely no problem and he'd probably say look I'm going to bury this one I, mm-hmm. I would I, he could cross he gives he gives that vibe, Paul, that he's a very, very confident individual, you know. He played mm-hmm. well today, to be fair, as well. Mm-hmm. And Mark, I think, looking as well, we were saying uh, things about Roger as well. We were saying, like, certain games, we, we need him. And I think these type of games, you need Tom Roger. He showed that today, Mark. Like, he's able to hold up the ball, close control, he's able to hold it. He's getting us free kicks because they take him down. You know, these are the type of games that Roger should be playing for. In more attacking games, when when we when we have to play more freely, Roger shouldn't be playing in those games. I think. I don't know. Rogic is a weird one as well, Paul. He's another mm. one that we spoke about. I mean, he's been superb this season. He really has fair play to him, but 
it was off the boil there for a while. Everybody was getting on his back again, but he stepped up. He stepped up to the mark again today, and he was another player. I thought it was a good game, mm-hmm. a really good game. Uh, the thing about it is, you, I mean, you could see even Yota trying to do things with the ball. They were working, but some of them weren't. Do you get what I mean? That again, down to the pitch, and Rogic, you could see that the same kind of thing. But again, on that surface, I thought Rogic was he, he was really effective as well. I think a lot mm-hmm. of times Rogic. He gets a lot of the ball and doesn't really do much with it. Just kind of, he can sometimes be guilty to these just side passes and that that we moan about all the time. Rogic can be guilty of falling into that trap and that's when he kind of looks like that kind of lazy kind of player that we all kind of gave mm-hmm. dogs mm-hmm. abuse to. But when, when Rogic is in the right mindset and that, he's proven, Paul, that he is worth a place in the team. It's true what uh, the job of Jarvis says. Like when, when Rogic is switched on, uh, the Celtic team stack they, they come alive Mark oh, that's what, I, that's what like, I'm yeah. saying Paul I yeah. mean, he's, Rogic is in the right frame of mind and on his game he helps the full final third tick out and be, be more aggressive kind of thing rather than these wee kind of passes just passing mm-hmm. it about he'll, he'll try and get through me so he sort of tries to take on two and three men at a time sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it still does it whereas in other games he kind of shies away from doing it and he really he doesn't offer much in the games Mm-hmm. And Terence, I was delighted for me as well today because he was getting a lot of stick, you know, lately, like saying he's not scoring goals, he's missing things. But he was in the right place at the right time today when when, when the the keeper made the save from the header. It was, and it's uh, it's it's where you want your striker to be. And you know, there's a there's a lot of very successful strikers who've only scored them inside the mm-hmm. six-yard box and they made a great living out of it. So fair play to him. I was delighted to see him. I mean, the guy works his socks off. He never stops running, to be fair. He's non-stop. He must be a nightmare for a defender. And, you know, as you said, he was there. He was in the right place, the right time. And he and he, he, he took the goal well, you know what I mean? He finished it well. And I think as well, one of the biggest factors for me today in the whole game, including the way Rogic played and, and the whole lot, and I said it here a few times, is speed. The speed Celtic played at today. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was so much quicker. The passing, the moving, everything was so much quicker than the last few games when it was really, really slow. And when you've got a guy like Rogic and you've got players running off him and he's in space and the ball has moved quickly, he's he he's gonna be good and he's gonna hurt you. And I mean, you know, that 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 was that was glaringly obvious to me today, the speed and the pace that Celtic played at today. It was it was it was really, really good and really, really quick and to a man they just they they Livingston couldn't live with them in my opinion especially the first half they couldn't get near them because mm-hmm. like that's what we we were always saying about this and and just Celtic like that if they're on form they'll be any team you know and you saw that like we've struggled the last two times we played against Livingston it was like back on the knee Lennon passing the ball side to side passing it you know yeah and we saw Celtic playing their game today and we we actually opened. Living defence. I'll put the two goals. Even Paul, I think as well that we, we, we kind of showed a bit more uh, physicality today as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think Beaton probably added a lot into that that aspect here. Many times that I always say, Paul, we lose games because we seem to miss. We get out muscled. Yeah. Uh, we get out muscled in the midfield. And Livingston could have out muscled as well that part today. But the players, the players were up for the fight. I mean, we're talking about many knocks we Taylor and that had got and things like that. Rogic should have, there was a few digs in it, Rogic, and they just got up and they got on with it and just battled back. We were kind of getting as good as we were getting. 
you, you, you have to give that to Taylor, Matt. Like, this is not the first game. No, I saw Taylor getting a battering. No, he, I think he it's because he's a wee ball and people yeah. think he's maybe a bit of yeah. a target for the physical but, side but, of the game, but, but he's he, as he tough as a cough like, and nail. Yeah, yeah, he gets up, Mark. And, like, I remember, was it the Rangers game? He stood up for uh, was it for one of the Celticers. He went straight into the... the Ah, so whenever there's a bit of a yeah. tear on that, Reese Taylor is one of the first ones in there. Yeah, so he, he, he's well able to hold his own, Mark. And that's, 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 that's that wee man syndrome, like Mikey's got. <laughs> to just mm-hmm. fight anybody, because I'm, just, I'm wee, but I'll still stick up for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he really has showed that. And I yeah. th- Paul, he wasn't like that when we first got him. No. Well, Maybe, um, no, maybe he was, he had that kind of heart in him, but he didn't have the kind of size and strength to back up. No, I think Taylor's, but I think Taylor's really, I'm not saying he's bulked up, he's looking bulked like a tank, but he, he's looking a lot stronger when he's mm-hmm. got the ball, and even when he's getting for tackles and that, he's looking a lot stronger under hands than he has under the likes of Lennon and that. And Mark, the, the advantage of this game, you know, they, with Rangers winning yesterday, and, like they put the pressure back on us, but they, the mindset of the Celtic players to win this game and shift it back onto Rangers now again. You know, like, we didn't bulk under the pressure, we got the win. You know? Sorry, Paul, what I've seen in the live chat there. The, 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 the mindset now of the Celtic players, like, with Rangers winning yesterday, the pressure was back on us, like, we didn't bulk at the game. No. We did our job, we came out, we won it. Like, it's this is... A huge advantage to Celtic Carlow today. It's, Paul, it's, nobody, not, there's no a team in Scotland enjoys going to play Livingston in the Rain Park. And it's just, it's a great result to go there. As I keep saying, it was one of the games I, I thought this could be a potential bark, a banana skin. I was more worried about the days and I'm going to Ibrox. And it's just the teams, just the way the, the mentality goes there, with the, the pressure that was of our own with them winning yesterday and everything, Paul. I they've stepped up to the mark and showed that they've got the, they've got the minerals for this title for, to go and win this title. Mm-hmm. I will be honestly, see after this today's game, Paul. I will be really, really disappointed if Celtic don't win the league this year. <laughs> Terence, you you be kind of the same opinion as Mark, I suppose, after today. I would because. I would have I would have reckoned, Paul, that the other crowd would have been open and hollering so much that they beat Aberdeen because I would have thought that they would have been expecting Celtic to drop points today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would, and I'd say, I because of the way Celtic have struggled there over the last number of years, and the fact that the fact that they've got a listen, it's as comfortable at three points as you're ever likely to see Celtic get off Livingston in the last couple of years. Um. So, I mean, it, it, it puts down a marker as well, though. You know, it really does put down a marker. Exactly. Yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're right here. You need to, you know, you need to keep producing the goods. As you said, the pressure's back on ye. Ye, ye can't falter. We know ye can falter. But we're not. We're keep driving forward and keep driving forward and keep driving forward and kicking off a win and kicking off a win and kicking off a win. And it's, uh, it's brilliant to just keep, as much as they might say, them winning put the pressure on Celtic. As you said, they're trying to straight back at them. It's mm-hmm. straight back at them to go, here you go, it's back back in your court now. Now I know there's a cup competition the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the next three games in the league, we have... Yeah, um, Stubbsy, they're, they're a wee virtual hug to Stubbsy. He's feeling lonely in the live chat because we've not mentioned his name, Paul. <laughs> Poor wee civil. <laughs> 
he says Paul is a stud muffin there, so thanks very much. Oh, that's, that's him trying to get a shout out, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll pour something stops in my reading out. Like, the next three games in, in the league market, like, this is just like we've done the United uh, next weekend in the, in the Scottish Cup, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but we have Ross County uh, on the 19th of March, we have Rangers on 3rd of March, Third of April, sorry, at twelve o'clock, and then the ninth of April we have St Johnston. Like, you know, like if we if we continue winning, and if if we beat Denmark, it, it could be nearly game over for Rangers at that stage. Well, if we go to Ibrox and beat them, Paul, that's it. Mhm. It really is. I mean, that would be the gap up to. Like eight games left, I think, in terms. Is it the league? Eight games? Eight games left, yeah. If, if Celtic win the next three, as Mark said there, Paul, mm-hmm. the, the Ross County, and then St. Johnson, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be a six point. And, and, six point, and let's point. be quite honest as well, we could and, actually and, afford to go to Ibrooks and draw turns, couldn't we? Oh, you 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 take that, Matt. I'd like, if someone said to me, would you, if you, would you take what? Beating Rath County, beating St Johnson, and draw Rangers, you go, yeah, hundred percent. Because the bottom, the bottom line is they're still behind. They're still behind in points, and there's there's they're ten or eleven goals behind in goal difference. You know, that's so, a, as good as another point, really, isn't it? When you when you're getting to yeah. this end of the season, but I, I'm still, th- I, I'm, I still think we'll win the next three games, Paul. I honestly do. I mean, that mm-hmm. Ranger, I mean, that Rangers team, it's just, I don't know how they're getting these results, to be honest, Paul, but they're absolutely honking, so they are. Even the Rain fans are saying they're honking. Yeah, you were saying that there yesterday on their, on their banter page, Mark, with it, that they were giving out stick at the, the, the Aberdeen game, and they were giving out stick with the St. Johnston game at the other uh, weekend as well. You know? Even when they're winning, Paul, they're still moaning about the way they're winning. Aberdeen missed... Uh, Scott Brown yesterday, Mark. Right? I, I heard is is there something behind the scenes there with Scott Brown since uh, Goodwin came in? That's I heard, did you hear that? Sorry, but I mean Goodwin it's fell out. Yeah, that himself and Goodwin. I've, I've, I've seen some some st- like rumours and that flying about about it, Paul. But I just, well, you don't know. But you'd think you'd think that one of the first names in your team sheet into going to Ibrooks would be Scott Brown. Like I, I don't think how he wasn't. He wasn't even in the like bench, Aberdeen, was he? No, no, no. I don't think how a team like Aberdeen Mark can can afford to keep a player like they're down the bottom. They're they're top bottom from the league. I, I don't think they'll go down. Like, but, if uh, but Aberdeen play, shouldn't. Uh, Aberdeen shouldn't be down there. They need a player like Scott Brown Mark in their team, don't they? You know. Uh, well, I would think so, Paul. I mean, it's don't even one of these things. It's. What is it they call it? Like horses for courses. There's not much in the game Scott Brown hasn't done. So you would think that he would be like, as I said, you're going to Ibrox, so you're one of your best players in your team. And Aberdeen, the drive in that is Scott Brown, is one, he's still one of their best players, really. It was a really strange one when I saw that he was in the play. You have to think as well, uh, with, with this Terence, like, uh, on the Thursday before Celtic uh, play Rangers, Rangers are travelling in the, the Europa League. Listen, all the last two games they had in the Europa League, the two games against Dortmund, both following games after that were draws. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They dropped points four twice. The fact is Celtic will have time to rest, time to recover, 
and then hopefully ideally batter them and then they, they can have every excuse under the sun we had to do this and we had to do that and ideally Red Star Belgrade batter them as well and it'll, they'll just put everyone put them to bed and they can shut up there mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I, I imagine, imagine that's going to be a right big tough kind of physical team Red Star Belgrade mm-hmm. and just, you can imagine I mean, I just be Eastern European teams are. There are big physical teams, Mark. I mean, like that, that's going to take a, a lot out of Rangers players. And like we've seen that in the past, Mark, when we played in Europe and, and when you're traveling, you come back. Like like we dropped points on the Neil Lennon. We dropped points on the Blinden Rogers when we came back from Europe. You know, oh, big team, Paul. See, the years, big teams, big teams do it all the time, Paul. See, years ago, I used to win. See, on Cupman's Paul, I always bet Man United. Uh, to, to draw a loss, see how it to feel it kindly after a European game because Man United struggled after European games for years. It was like a banker bet kind of thing. Celtic were the same this season, Paul. They lost, they lost one or two games after coming back from either Europa League or Champions League qualifiers. I think I know after the Michelin game, they lost the next league game. So it. It, it, it's certainly it's certainly in the system there like you know what I mean you're obviously you're doing that bit, little bit of travel I know it's not huge travel but you're doing a bit of travel and you're, you're playing a game so you're not as much rest and recovery but yeah, it, it certainly takes certainly takes a toll eventually like mm-hmm. um, of course like, next week we're, we're, we're travelling to Tyside and uh, we're taking on Dundee United in the Scottish Cup uh, quarterfinals um, Tyside but- no Newcastle Sorry, Mark, what is this? What's it called? I don't know. Time says Newcastle, but no, what's, is it no? What's, what's, what's uh, their stadium called again? Tanadice. Tanadice, yeah. Tanadice. I was close. That. But Mark, no, because Dund- I think Dundee's called uh, Tayside, I think, Paul. Mm-hmm. Now that we've got, like, you're, you're, like, you're for Cork kind of thing. I think there's a, I think it's Tayside because there's a river Tay or something up there in Dundee. I thought that's where you get mixed up there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I'll keep uh, you right was, don't worry I'll keep was, you right we were supposed to have uh, Jonas on us tonight Mark and I was going to ask Jonas this question but we, I'd put it to you like, like Dundee United Mark I, I don't think uh, they're too excited Mark the, the way Tom Coates has been playing the, the, so far this season uh, there, I'm, there, I'm getting du- there I'm getting dirty looks for pulling you up over that yeah they're getting <laughs> uh, they, they played 30 they won nine, they drew nine, they last they lost twelve and they're only thirty six points. I I would have thought speaking to, to Jonas on the podcast with Mark that he would have expected a lot more from Dundee United this season because of what we saw of him as well, Mark, when they attacked us at Celtic Park at the start of the season. Uh, I think well, just for going through what Mikey was saying when I was talking to him, but I'd say to you, Paul Jonas to no, just you, Dundee United fans just they're not happy with what's going on under that Coops guy. Eh, I mean, I was looking at it as well, Paul, they've only won one of the last five games, has it, on, mm-hmm. in the league? And again, Dundee United's a team that should be up there challenging for your... Dundee United should be one of the teams that's challenging for third place, Paul. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's like Aberdeen are away doing it at the bottom. That's, that's just, just, just no good enough for a club with that kind of standard. Yes, I don't know. I mean, I'm confident Celtic will go to uh, Tanadice and get the win. I don't think there's any kind of doubts about that, but he says, 
you, it would be interesting. We'll, we'll try and get Jonas on even maybe during the week of that, Paul, because <laughs> we've not got anything to talk about for a show during the week now, well, have we, with any games? The, the, only, the only thing with, with, with Dundee United and is, is their big loss for Denmark, I think, is is since Fuchs left, their, their midfield, I think, has been weakened. And that's advantage, I think, for Celtic as well, because he has controlled... He was man of the match at Celtic Park for me, Paul. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've spoke about it, lad. I've spoke about my lot with Mikey and Jonas and that. And I, was, I was really impressed with Fuchs. And you're not going to lose a player of that calibre, Paul, and no, t- it'll no have a detrimental effect on your team. So I think what you're probably saying is right, that's been a massive loss to them. Who was it he went to? It was... Peterborough. Ah, uh, it was. I, would, I think it was Peterborough. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have minded Celtic taking a punt on him. I really wouldn't have. I think I would have thought he would have went for, like, to, to be honest, like a a, a Peterborough that much bigger than than Dundee United. Do you know what I mean? You know. No. Financially, they probably are. No, but yeah. I get that's what it probably be. I mean, even Dundee, in fact, Paul. What I'm saying where Dundee United should be in the league or where they would expect to be and where their fans expect to be, they should be pushing for a Europa League spot. And mm-hmm. well, that's he's never got he's not got to play in the Europa League or anything like that for uh, Peterborough, is he? Mm-hmm. So, and look, Terence, it's, it's, it's a cup game. Anything can happen in these cup games. Like, are you confident, like Mark? Like, you know, are you confident that Celtic will go out and get to what is the actual treble on for Celtic this season? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I would just take it as a game at a time, Paul. I mean, it's a, cup, it's a cup game. If Celtic play the way we know Celtic can play and play put in a performance like they did today, there won't be an issue. If Celtic put in a performance like they did against Hibs, there mm-hmm. could be. And you have to remember, Dundee United will be well aware that they're probably safe for the season. They're probably not. Going, they're probably going to struggle to get a, a European spot. So this might be their their only chances. Their only chances of kind of getting somewhere or going somewhere, you know what I mean. So this will be this will be a huge game for them. But if if Celtic turn up and play, and I keep saying it, high tempo, high passing, high movement, high accuracy, everything like they did today, Dundee United won't be able to live with them, and Celtic will win. If they if they if they turn up like they did against Hibs or one or two of the other games, then all of a sudden you allow. You allow Dundee United into the game and allow them to to play and play at the pace that they want and not the pace Celtic wants. Celtic wants to. 
You know, mm-hmm. so I, they, Celtic shouldn't have a problem to play the way they can. Because, Mark, I remember we yeah. had um, John uh, United Ireland on with us, and he said it, Mark, that at the start of the season when Celtic started getting the rhythm back on the Ange, the treble uh, was on. I think, I think John said it as soon as Ange came in, did they know? Mm-hmm. But the but, 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 well, you're saying it's a treble one for Celtic, Paul. There's one thing, it's the only team in Scotland that it is one for. Mm-hmm. We're the only team that can do it, and really, I don't see any. It'll take a lot. It'll take a lot of hard work, a lot of good performances, and a wee, a wee pinch of luck as well, Paul. But I don't see why no. Mm-hmm. Another thing too that, that has been bugging me, and, uh, and I don't, and, uh, and I saw a few few teams there on the, the live chat today, and I was looking through it, Mark. Is is has there been issue uh, with Julian at Celtic? Oh, there's some rumours that he's kind of spat the dummy out, Paul. I don't know whether it's because he feels he's fit and should be getting game time or or, what, or whether he's just decided he doesn't want to be there anymore. But there are some rumours that Julian's not too happy there. Which, gee, boys, Paul, I'm fine with that. If Julian wants to leave, let him leave. Because, Bring that young boy, what is it, Boston level you pronounce it, Paul? Promote him up. I've seen Tom Boyd raving about him, and I've seen we were talking about him, Paul. You really, you knew a lot about him before he even came, sir. And you were you were raving about him, sir. Tom Boyd raving about him yesterday, and that, sir. I don't see why, no. I mean, at least he's going to be fat. At least least he's going to be fat. Like before, for me, next season, I would be far to have. If we could, if we, if we got Cameron Baker signed up, right, and we had that, I'd sell Julian, and I I promote Bosman Law to that first team, because one Bosman Law will go in for tackles that Julian won't go in for. He's more physical than him, and this lad is his years like Terence. You probably saw him play with the Irish youths and stuff like that. This fella's years above his age, Mark. You know what I mean? This fella's is you know. Aye, but as you said, Paul, if Carter Vickers signs up, I'd be quite happy. I mean, we're, we're getting to the crunch for Julian, because either come the summer, he's only got a year left in his contract. Mm-hmm. So we either sell him or we give him a new contract, and I know mm-hmm. what one I would prefer we actually done. I, I would, Mark. Like, I, I think it all depends. People, people are getting on as if he's, he's like Nemanja Vidic re- reincarnated, Paul, as if he's this I great big best, defender. And you're like, I, I, I saw Bestie and... Uh, um, uh, on Twitter today about Julian. Julian has become a better player than he actually is on t- <laughs> since he's injured. I think Kev said that on the live <laughs> chat as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah he's become a better player. People seem to forget what he was actually like and how soft he was. And I'll put it to you this way. We were talking about, Terence was talking about how well he thought Starfield played today. You wouldn't have got that kind of performance with no, Julian against a team how, like Livingston. How, how, how many times Terence has Julian struggled against these big physical teams? I remember, was it the fellow Dykes used, used to tear him apart? He, Dykes, Dykes destroyed him. He did the same against Kilmarnock. I don't know what the, the, the lad was up front, but he was a big unit. He came on the same thing. But look, it's very unusual, to be fair, that a French guy spits the dummy out. You know what I mean? They normally but, wouldn't be yeah. sentimental at all. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Very unusual. That's sarcasm, by the way. He's like the rest of them. They all spit the dummy out, and they all... Look, if Julian if Julian if Julian is out for fourteen months and he actually genuinely is looking at two guys playing centre back and thinks I should be playing, then that in itself doesn't says a lot about the guy. 
he 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 can't be a squad man, Paul, if he's a, a team player. If he thinks I should be playing, I'm not playing. I'm spitting the dummy out. Exactly. Well, I am saying Julian is better than Starfield. No chance, Well, No way. I'm no way, that. No way in the world. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, sorry, Paul, it's like what you, you said there a minute ago and Kevin, Kevin said. Like, like, Julian, Julian, before he went, everyone was like, oh, he can't take the physicality. Julian is out now and he's the next Maldini. You know what I mean? I mean, like, it's, it's short memories. Like, this guy struggled beyond all belief to a big, physical, robust person centre centre forward against him. And he was like, I'm out of here. I don't want anything to do with this. Like, you know what I mean? Because we, we have, like, you think of it, right? We two lads down in the in the B League and we've we, we won in, in Bosman Law, who I think is going to be if he gets, I think, Mark, if if he gets into Celtic team next season, and if he plays well, there's going to be top teams chasing him because Chelsea were after him. Chelsea United were looking at him. Like there was a lot of teams down in, but because his family were Irish, and he was a Celtic fan, he wanted to come to Celtic. Like, and and we've another lad in Dane Murray, who, who for me is is another fine. We saw him playing against Michelin, and he yeah. was thrown in to the deep end there, Mark. Like, we've two decent centre-backs that if we're going to have Julian, who's not going to be playing, he's going to... Uh, it's, it's going back to what we said to start the season, Mark. He's taken up the progress of these two young players if he's going to be sitting in the bench when, when we could be progressing these players on the edge. Aye. I, that don't, I don't see Julian having any future at Celtic. I really don't. Uh, even down to the fact, Paul, that sounds into March. Angie's never seen this guy kick a ball in anger. Yeah. Yeah. And we've got, we've got three months to make a decision whether we're offering them a new contract. That's, ba- that's, that's basically the point we're at right here now. No, even three months. What George said here, Mark, like, like we done without Julian overseas, and I don't see him getting in much game time uh, with what we have at the moment. Give the young lad a, a lot of place in the first team squad next year. Like, that's, and that's it. Well, like, even, see, even if Julian had got fat saying... Well, you above him now, Mark. I, oh, I, it's, oh, oh. For me, that's exactly what I was going to say, Paul. Even if he get fit back in like November or December, for me, the job for Julian, and isn't it to get into the first team, is to become the main kind of back, as you say, is replace Welsh in the squad. Because there's no way, there's just no way in the world that Ange was going to break up the Carter Vickers and Starfield part, partnership like on a, a consistent basis. He's done it for the odd game here and there. But when the games matter, it's Starfield and Car- Carter Vickers. And you can and that, see it, Mark, and that's between two, two guys. The that's two, between the two of them. The, the, mm-hmm. aye, the partnership they've built up, Paul. But that's two guys that Ange wanted to sign. So obviously mm-hmm. that's just who he... Do you get what I mean? He's, as I said there, Paul, he's not seen Julian kick a ball in anger. So he's not... Mm-hmm. Got, he, so it's, it's up to Julian to play his way into Ange's plans. And he's only got a matter of months today. And I just, big, I just don't a, see him... There's a big difference, Mark, in... In, in playing training when, when there's no kind of tough tackles or, or anything like that like you know what I mean like like imagine if, if, if we actually threw Julian into that game today like I think he would have struggled against that, that Livingston team today oh, the, you know between the pitch and the size of their players in that Paul I don't think he would have got a kind of decent performance with him today you know I don't understand what Subsy said to say to me here what next Paul the Scots are twice what's that Mark I don't know does that know him in the jabber a job? He's flirting again. <laughs> I don't. Keep your feet back in. 
<laughs> this kind of shenanigans to yourself, Stubbsy, man. <laughs> you have to remember, Julian clearly isn't producing the goods and training either. Of course. Because, yeah. because, because if he was put, producing the goods and training, and he was, he was bursting a gut, and he was, in a sense, flying into tackles and really impressing Ange, he'd have given him a go because Ange has given everyone a try. He's given, he's given, he's given James McCarthy goes to see if he can do it. He's given Michael Johnson goes. He's given everyone a chance that's pretty much in that squad to go. Like even look, he brought on Young Dembele last week. Said he was going to do it. He brought him on. He he if if Julian was in training and he was producing the goods in training and he was really trying and really putting in an effort, he, I'm sure and maybe not today, but in other well, in other games, I'm sure Andrew would have probably gone. You know what? I'm going to. Try give him twenty minutes there. I'm going to try get him into. Him. I'm going to try to work. like the the fact that the guy isn't hasn't even been on the bench in the last one of the I think that's uh, I think that's uh, that's a strange one. Isn't this you know like that something well, is happening that he's not on the bench either. Like in this, the, the reason he's not on the bench, Paul, is because Angie doesn't doesn't basically take the fools too lightly, and mm-hmm. he's always listen. I can't be arsed with your attitude. You can't be asked doing what I want you to do. I have a ton of young lads that are willing to run through a wall to get into your position. You know what? You go over there with the rest of the money, French fucker, and we'll go over here. And end of the season, you can toddle off to wherever you want to go because I does not strike you as a guy, Paul, that would take that from anyone. No. You know, and I mean, if Julian wants to behave like that, albeit let him behave like that and Good luck to let him head for the hills in, in this season because he's of no benefit. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. trying to think of what game it was. Paul Bryan's mentioned that the race cup game. Julie's face was tripping him. What's that, Mark? Sorry? Brian says in the live chat, I was trying to think of what game it was. There, Brian said that I said that the race game, Julie's face was fuming, not me- meditating. I think he was told he would be playing then, didn't, and he's took the half since. I can. I was trying to think of that. There was before yeah, I, a game I, I can make, and he did. Aye. He was at the front of the. Uh, they were saying that it was a Chris Sutton said that I think it was that one. The lads were saying that they, he should have given Julian a run today to see how fit he is. To see, and then uh, Chris Sutton came up and said, "But what has Julian done to justify to get into the team today? Do you know what I mean? This is a fella who's been out for nearly half a year, a year and a half, Mark. You know what I mean? What has he done to get into Angel's plans? You know, he's been back around the first team, Paul. And then he was in the squad for a couple of games, went and then he was out again, mind you, he picked up a knock again. And then he got back in the bench for a couple of weeks and then he just fell off the planet. So it's obviously something no right behind the scenes. Because if, if he's no fit, fair dues, he's out injured again. But if he is fit, why is he not getting a, even his place on the bench? Terence says he must not be showing in training that maybe, maybe he can't play the way Ange wants him to play. Uh, William was in his Gucci, we need to start seeing playing like... Oh, don't <laughs> start him on that. <laughs> I was, waiting in, I was waiting in your ranting about beef on starting the day no Gucci. I'll be honest with you. No, Mark, I said it. I said it. It doesn't matter who plays her if it's beat on or Gucci. You know? I said, McGregor can't play that role. Back at, but I, I keep saying back to you, Paul, I don't think beef can play the role that Ange wants that position to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean that, yeah. that 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 kind of deep line playmaker role. I mean, I've said that. I keep saying it. 
see a central, your central defensive midfielder, whatever you want to call it. Beaton's cracking player. He's really, and I've seen, even when he was getting stuck with Celtic fans in that pole, we were playing him at centre-half, he does trans- mm-hmm. and as soon as he's moved back into his natural position, he's been like a new signing again this season, Paul, to be honest. Who was it, Mark, that put him? Was, was it Rodgers? I, I think it was Rodgers. Yeah. I think it was Rodgers, but I mean, he'd done it, I think he'd done it all his career, Paul. There's a difference between, like, if Starfield gets injured the day, and to get what I mean, we can't get a sub, the right sub made, Beaton could drop back to centre-half and see you at a game, or cover the odd game, but... For a few years there, he just seemed to be changed. To, like, now he's a centre-back. And it, it never, he never was. No, and he's you, getting sticked in off, I, off us, Mark. And you see him now, he's moving, he's playing his, his, uh, his main position, his first, posi- first choice position. And you can see, as I said, Paul, he's playing that well. It's like a new signing again, because the beat-on we've been used to seeing the last two or three years. Mm-hmm. But I still think the way Ange wants to play the game, Beaton's no go at that kind of passing ability for that kind of anchor mm-hmm. with the deep line goal, Paul. But, I, th- but yeah. I mean, in certain games, like the day, it was, it was effective. We won the game 3-1. So maybe in certain games, Beaton's got a job today. Mm-hmm. Can you see many changes, Terence? Can you see the likes of Abada, GM Marcus and stuff come into the team next week? And uh, it's, it's, it's hard to know, Paul, because the way Ed sets up his team, like, I mean, no one will realistically pick that team today, you know what I mean? <laughs> that so, was old blue, like that lineup today was just yeah, old blue. But you would you would you would imagine you would imagine he would he would revert and maybe go a bit more a few a few different bodies and change him in and out a little bit like what Mark was saying there because I think he's the beat on one in particular, it's nearly like as the lads would describe Livingston like hammer throwers. It's basically like if you've got a team that's going to be playing a lot of long balls, a lot of high stuff, Beaton's probably your guy to beat her rather than McGregor. But I think if you're going to be playing a team like a, maybe say a Hearts or these other teams that are a bit will attack Celtic a bit more on the ground, maybe it's more of a McGregor because it's more of a free-flowing game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I would I would imagine, Paul, that he'll probably make a few changes. I mean, you like it's going to be harsh. It's going to be harsh on whoever doesn't play. If you say we get Juranovic comes in and, and Ralston or or Taylor aren't playing you know I mean if Beaton drops out he McGregor comes in you know you, you you don't you don't know I mean I mean you can I don't you could probably see Giamatis come back in but he may not make that many changes you know what I mean but you know it, it's a great luxury to have that we're we've gone from being able to nearly pick the first 11 a couple of months ago to basically guessing it because you mm-hmm. just don't know like and and we have got a plan B now, Paul. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Between Maida and uh, Gio Kamakis. I think Maida, I think they're going to maybe rely on other players to score the goals kind of thing. But, uh, but he, 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 he uh, his, uh, his movement in that, I mean, his yeah. movement today and that was brilliant again. And I'm glad that he got the goal because it was a, when it was a kind of bit of an albatross getting around him. He was playing up front. He wasn't really getting any goals. And we spoke about it the other night. It was like, it was decent chances, and he was making. A, he wasn't even make like half take, to, like, mm-hmm. making even a decent fisty half of them. But it's good to have the different options, Paul. And as, well, that for me, we have. We've got a plan A and a plan B now. Just the, the, that's somebody who was it. Wait, 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 wait,
somebody put up there that next season will be beat on strength ten, in the hoops. Ten years, yeah, ten years. In the hoops uh, like, that's all. And Stubbsy says, is he having 150, 150 you know what, body? I think, I think, I think this is um, his most consistent season with Celtic because of can't, no injuries and and stuff like that. Like, he's really stepped but, up to Adam as well. he's shaked off, sh- yeah. shook, shook off, shaked off this kind of utility man tag, Paul. Yeah. He would just slot in whenever he was needed, and that, and that can be good with players, uh, but it can also be a bit of a hindrance with players. But I think Angie's looked at Beaton and said, "This playing you at centre back's just that's a no go for you, and that's just do you get what I mean." And he's transformed himself as much as Rogic. We've raved about the transformation of Rogic this season, but really for Beaton, Beaton's up there. Beaton, Ralston, and Rogic, Paul. There have been like three new signings, and it's three players that not one is given. When we were speaking in the summer, Paul, really, it was three of the players, not one his own here, gave any chance. No. We would have happily let the three, seen the three of them kind of go. I mean, if it was forced into this match. I, I mean, I had Ralston, and listen, remember, Ralston mm-hmm. only got a year's contract, basically because we didn't have anybody else position by the looks mm-hmm. of it. And then he played that well that he's gave him a new four, four or five year deal. Yeah. And then it, Julian, Julian could do a lot worse than look at those three lads. And have a have a serious long look at himself. If you look at three lads like Beaton, Alston, and Rogic, who basically people would have said, "Nah, ship exactly, them off, get rid, exactly. get rid of them." And if you look at the way, like Beaton, who's in the team today, he had a cracking game. If he's not on the team next week, that could be any issue. He'd be on the bench if he has to come on for twenty minutes. He'll come on for twenty minutes. Do what he has to do. So tell us, when did you say that Jay Marcus stayed back during the winter break himself yeah. to work on his fitness, to get himself ready? I mean, th- yeah, this he is what Julian should be looking at. Do you know what I mean? And if he wants to get in the team, put in this extra bit of commitment. And, 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 that, and that's it, Paul. It's no coincidence that like you have, you have certain individuals in, in the Celtic setup and, and they'll, they'll, they're busting a gut. Like you watch, as I said, Maeda, he never stopped running. No. He, might, he, might have, he might have the... He might get the service, but he'll never stop running. Giamakis will never... He runs all day since he came back. Do you know what? So, attitude has a lot to do with it, Paul. Sometimes you can be on a team with the most talented guys in the world, but if they're lazy, it doesn't matter two, two jots. Whereas if you've got a fellow beside you that might have half his talent, but works ten times harder than he does, you'd want him, on your, you'd want him in the trenches all day. But like, who would you mm-hmm. want in the trenches? Would you want Ralston in the trenches, or would you want Julian? I know who I'd want. Exactly. So, like I, I have a big issue at the moment with with uh, Jovanovic and and Rallison. I'm I'm tall between the two of them. You know, like at the moment people are saying, "Oh, Jovanovic is is miles ahead of him." But when you watch the game, Mark, and you you spotted today, like you you see the difference in, in what Rallison actually brings to the team than what like than what Jovanovic would bring. You know, he he like. I never expected Ralston to be a player back who would bomb down that that white ring and provide crosses to the Celtic forwards. You know, like, and it's it's just and his physique as well, Mark. Like, you you know, he, he, I think Celtic definitely lose something when when Ralston's not playing. You know, oh, I agree with you, Paul. I really do, and I mean, it's a good problem you have, Paul. Having the choices, Ralston or Juranovic in there, but I, I think Kansas is the type of manager, Paul, that he knows how long seasons are, kind of thing, the amount yeah. of games. So, I mean, I, 
I mean, that's, that's, say, Ange managed for 50 games, Paul. That, that's more than Lou McCarry and Liam Brady, I'm sure. And this is a man who said he'd be gone by Christmas. Aye, but I mean, when I read that, I thought, that's, that's kind of weird. Because when you think back to the times, you thought McCarry and Brady were there for a, like a wee while, kind of thing. Doesn't he? Ange's only there not even, not even three quarters of a season, and he's already managed for 50 games. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, lost my, like, I lost my train of thought there, but... Well, but, 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 he wants, it looks as if he wants two players for every position. Look at the amount of midfielders we've got, Paul. And mm-hmm. we do, we play enough games to keep all these players happy with their game time. Well, it was key, that, that, that was key as well today as well, Terence, to, to keep up the tempo today against Liston. He made the changes and he made the right changes early again today, didn't he? He did, yeah. And he, 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 brought, on, he brought on fresh fresh legs, very similar to the guys he was taking off. And you see there's the same energy, there's the same drive, there's the same determination from these guys that are coming on. And it's keeping the tempo on, it's keeping the pressure on Livingston. And, you know, it's, and it's like Mark said, he's looking to try and get two guys in, in, in every position as much as you can. Because, next, say, next week it could be Yuranovic at right back. And you know, you, know he, you know he'll give you everything the same way you have got Ralston on this right back. You know what he's going to give you. You know, so, I mean... The, the only, the, probably the only downside for Ralston is that, only in my opinion, is technically, obviously, Juranovicism would be technically a much better footballer than him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree that Ralston probably goes down the wing better and gets in the crosses, but as a, as a tech, as a footballer and technically and all that, obviously, I think he would, I think Juranovic would be better than him. But you know, I mean, I mean, as, as a squad, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of good, there's a lot of good quality players there and. Maybe in one or two areas they just need to strengthen. I I think they need to strengthen in the left back position in particular. But mm-hmm. generally speaking, there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that can one come on, one come off, and there's very little difference between them. You know what I mean? So he, he's he's going to a miraculous job. Like imagine imagine you were one of the Livingston players a day. You've been run ragged so far, and you look across to see the sub Celtics bringing on. Yeah, Abada, O'Reilly, Gia Marcus. Like, but, but that's that, that's what I couldn't get. There now, like you know, like we we saw in a few games, and and Terence highlighted as well, like in the Motherwell game, we saw Ange keep the tempo up. He, he made the changes, but then in the Hibs game, he only ball on one sub, and that was O'Reilly. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in some some matches, he's he's willing to use the bench, and he uses it wisely. But other matches, then I must, and the one that springs to mind is the Hibs game when he only when when, when we could see clearly that we were tired in that game. And he only made one sub, you know. Ah, the Hibs game was a weird one, Paul. Because even th- just throw the dice, basically have a roll of the dice and see what happens. But in the last couple of games, he's, he's changes have they've been the diff- they've been the difference in, yeah, the, in the game. Yeah. I, you know, the, well, the, the, well, I mean, he's still learning it. You've got That's the biggest thing. Once he learns from that mistake, Paul, and he sees that okay, look, I did make a mistake when he bringing out one. I, ha- I can bring on five now if I want to bring on three and then I'm going to bring on one and then I'm going to bring on one. S- since that game, he's done it, he's done it, he's, he's yeah. made the changes. So if, if, he lo- if he learns from that mistake, then that's what you want. 
But you don't especially want to do the same thing all the time. When, especially terms when, like, like what, what you're saying there, like, we have the squad now to use, like, you know what I mean? We have the players to come on and make the change, like, and and needs to be needs to be doing that, and it, it, it always seems to be around the sixty to sixty mark, sixty fifth mark, and maybe that's when the flesh legs do need to come out to keep the pressure on on the teams, you know. And just a, a drill, Paul. Did see when the subs were coming on? Did you notice who was getting them the instructions? Parker. Yeah, Gavin Strachan. Oh yeah, sorry, Gavin. Where did I get Parker? Oh, he he didn't really no, I was actually. He did uh, look a bit like him, didn't he? I, yeah, I was. No, I was. I was reading about him today, and he actually wants to get into uh, to management. Parker himself. Uh, good luck to him. Right away, I thought I might need to mention mention that to Paul. Do you know what I mean? Just under Lennon, it was just Gavin Strang was just sitting there playing Candy Crush, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, but like you see, Mark, like. When, when he did it, like every player, I do You know what I mean? Like that's what top clubs do, Mark. It's the coach gives them the instruction. They tell him what to do. He shows them the positioning, and then before they go on, and then will give him the little pep talk. Do you know what I mean? Aye. A bit of the extra the booster. You know, Aye. he's leaving it to the guy that's actually sitting crunching the numbers. Yeah. Angel, if he's a, Angel, obviously, if he's any ideas about. But needing changed on the part, but he'll discuss that way, Gavin Stratton and. and in Kennedy, but it's Stratton that's actually saying right, we've been most effective getting up this kind of, do you know what I mean? Playing this up, up to their whatever position we're kind of focusing on. And so he's crunching the numbers, so he knows. I was just weird that Lennon didn't buy into it at all. It really was, Paul. It's, do you know what, Mark? The thing that gets me was when, when we signed Gavin Strachan, Lennon said that, they, that, that, that he was part of the the, the recruiting process to bring him in. But I heard differently. I heard it was actually Kennedy who wanted Strack in and, and it wasn't Lennon and that and that caused the, the rift between Lennon and Kennedy. Oh, that wouldn't be. He, wanted not. To, he wanted to bring in he it wanted Tommy Johnson. Be, we all be that time. Lennon he wanted to bring in Tommy Johnson, I think, wasn't he? Yeah, oh, was, Tommy was Johnson. Tommy Johnson came in as like a director of football or something. Director of football. No, he wanted to bring uh, he wanted there was talks of Mjolby coming back that time. But I mean, Gavin Strat, I said when he signed him, Paul, it's not a kind of thing that we really, I mean, really, we, none of us really understand what he's actually sitting doing. To really understand that, you'd be sitting doing it yourself and getting paid for it, Paul. That's how all these guys on Twitter, I mean, that map thing I sent you the other day, Paul, I mean, the Strat thing the boy had made up, he couldn't make head in a tail, but even the point of the stats was, let alone try and understand them. But Gavin Strat was well respected and, eh, he could have probably, when he was available, he could have probably went to any other so team look, kind look, of thing. Look, 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 was, wasn't there a team recently that wanted him uh, as their manager down the south? Aye, there was, aye. Yeah, no, just uh, not that long ago. And he just yeah, did, and he told it down. He says, no, he's happy with what he's doing. He's doing what he always wanted to do with a top club. This is why. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe, then, maybe he's getting the ambition to be a manager. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he's quite happy sitting there crunching the numbers and plotting behind the scenes kind of idea. Mm-hmm. But as well too, Inge, Inge obviously has obviously a lot of confidence in him because he just goes, he, he your role is this, you do this. And if you look at the three players he was talking to, all were focused on him mm-hmm. and what he was showing them. And just when I just I remember the image and it's just so different. I don't know if you ever can remember the last time I saw something, whereas when Lee Griffiths was coming on for Celtic and Strachan was talking to him 
And Lee Griffiths spent the entire time down, tied his laces and pulling up his socks and never once looked at him. Never yes. once looked at Strachan. This was obviously under under Lennon. He never once looked at Strachan. He spent the no. entire time down, bending down, pulling up his socks, fixing his laces, fixing everything. And I just thought to myself, like, what a... What chances, what chances the guy have whereas you watch these three guys today coming on every one of them were clued into exactly he was showing them where to go what they wanted them to do and every one of them were just focused on him like you could even see Gio Kamakis actually like, asking him again yeah if you, you could see your eyes pointing back as if he maybe didn't quite understand it and things like that yeah you know it's, it's great it's, to see like is when I am trying to get a reaction off me in the podcast tonight saying Kennedy should have went with Len. Is he trying to wind me up tonight or what? <laughs> and Mark, this is something that, that we said uh, in a few kind of cup matches and stuff like that before. And does he actually have confidence in, in, in this player? Uh, and I'm going to put it, you know, like, should he rest your heart in this cup game or should he stick with your heart or should he give Bain a, Bain a run? Stick with your heart. Mm-hmm. Goalkeeper, yeah. see if you if you're going to play goalkeepers in the cup games, Paulie's have already played them in. Yeah, Alo, I wouldn't think we played. So in race focus as well, like you'd have played them in that game as well. It's so. not really saying a lot of uh, of being terms, though, is it? You know, it, it's not because realis- realistically he's there in the event that Joe Hart does get injured. That's pretty much the only way he's going to get a game. So obviously, touch wood. Joe Hart doesn't get injured. Other than other than that, Bain is just going to be sitting on the bench until until Celtic decide themselves that you know what, we need a stronger number two. Now I know Bain has signed a new contract, so maybe they think they're happy with him. I would personally, myself, like to see them go for someone else that they they can they can if there's a situation arises that they can put another keeper in. Like I know they've done the United keeper, but I, I don't think he'd come and sit on the bench. But I certainly think like your man today. For for Livingston is a fine keeper, and as well too, I thought think the Motherwell keeper is a fine keeper. At, mm-hmm. at that at that level, do you know what I mean? That you that you might get a guy to come like that and be a number two. I, I don't think you get Seagrass to come and be a number well, two. Oh oh oh! Out of the three of them, though, Terence Bain is about uh, is about the best of them, isn't he? You know, between themselves, Hazard and Barker. Oh, oh, he's, yeah, oh, yeah, but like that's like saying who's the tallest of the seven dwarfs. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's pointless. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Where do you difference. come up with these things? Like? <laughs> it, it doesn't really make any difference. You know what I mean? Like, I like that I one, Terence. I like that one, Terence. I tell you, I do the hard one. What was the one I never heard of there last week? When I was in stitches on this. As mad oh. as a box of frogs. <laughs> Oh my God, that Jesus Christ! Like, where the heck did he come out of? I'm like, you know, I tell you, you know, I can, I can definitely watch this. Uh, the, the young lad Toby could get game yeah. time next season. I said, well, you, you'd you'd like to see you'd like to see one of them, Paul, one of the young lads. If if they if they feel that they're good enough, then you'd hope that they'd get a crack. Like in certainly like say the 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 league cup if they're playing if they in the early round of the league cup and they're 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 not against a a, a bigger side that you throw him in and see what he can do you know because eventually eventually you have to see if they're good enough there's no point guessing unless they won't know unless they play 
Mm-hmm. And then you'll see. And if he's good enough, you'll see it. And if he's not, you'll see it as well, you know? And that's the only way you've got to learn there's it. A, there's another thing, too, I, I, I wanted to, to talk to talk yourself about. Um, he's been playing in, in the last two Colts games uh, recently, is young Dembele. You, you sent me something there uh, during the week about him and Ange and what Ange kind of said of him. What, what was that? Again, just refresh the lads on, on the night chat. I can't imagine, Paul. I sent you that much stuff. And you, well, you sent me as well all, all day were on it, but I can't imagine, to be honest. I think he was, it was like um, that he spoke to him. He told him basically what he expects of him. And, and what kind of opportunities he can give him, but I told him as well, like, look, I'm not going to convince you to stay at Celtic. If you want to stay with Celtic, it's up to you. I'm just telling you what opportunities I can give you here. You know, so basically, you no, know, the ball is actually in Dembele's. Uh, I think I think he's maybe going to come down to whether Dembele buys into Ange, Angie's mm-hmm. plans for him, basically, Paul. Yeah, as I said the other night, Paul, Maybe a year ago, when he, if he was fully fit and things like that, they'd been club, some of the biggest clubs in the world would be queuing around the block to try and sign Weedham Belly, but is he going to have as many options, even as a, a free? I mean, he's got a contract in the summer again, so mm-hmm. I don't think he'll maybe get... His, he'll, he'll probably be, become richer than move away from Celtic. Do you get what I mean? Because some club down in England will take a chance or things like that, but as, well, you'd like to think that You'd like to think that Ange can talk him, not if you're saying he's not talking, but you'd like to think Ange could convince him that his future's at Celtic, that's the best place for him to know. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a bit concerning like that, you know, himself and even young lad Ben Dogmark, they kind of haven't signed a contract yet. Like, you know, I, I think, for me, I think Ben Dog's head is already torn down with Mark, I think, you know. That's starting to look like it, isn't it? Is yeah, that... especially that he's not in the wrong the first team anymore either. I think Ange just gave him, at that stage, I think Ange taught him, maybe, look, I'll give you a taste of the first team. You've been around the, the first team squad. I'll give you game time. Like, like this is a great uh, commitment. And gave him, Mark, to Choman in the Rangers game and Choman in the Hearts game and take off James Forrest. You know what I mean? Like, what else do you need from a manager, Mark? Do you get me? You know? No, I did. He showed a lot of faith in him. And again, maybe... You don't know what's going on behind the scenes, Paul. But again, young players—it's a big—it's a big decision for them to make, Paul. Do they go for the money? Do they go? I mean, but young the Ben Doctor. I mean, if he goes to Liverpool, when's he got really realistically? When's he going to get a chance in the Liverpool team? In sixteen years, veg Mark, he's not going to get a chance there until at least another two, three years. Exactly. Exactly. You know. But you did say, in all fairness, Mark, you did say about that young lad as well, that he was kind of the, the, the main breadwinner there. I remember one day we were talking about it. I think I, you said it. Barely, I, it was the same with Farouz, really, wasn't it? You were saying about your man Doak, is it, or um, the young lad Ben Doak, or something, that he was like the main breadwinner in the house or something, and for him to move and get huge money would make him a big difference to his himself and his whole family, so... You could understand. You could understand if that was the reason that he was going. Yeah, you, know what I mean? you can't. You can't fault. I mean, we sat here and we're like, oh, obviously the bell that would be terrible if he walked out and Celtic after that. Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah. But it's you can, you've, you've got to look at it from these young lads' points of view as well. But if like 
Dembele, say, supposing he, say he goes down and signs for, I don't know, Southampton, because they're always watching our players kind of thing. Suppose he goes down and signs for them, gets a few million as a uh, signing on fee, 40, 50 grand a week wages, and then in two years he breaks his leg and he never kicks a ball again. Oh. At least he, he, set, he set himself <coughs> and his, his family, and not just his family, the, new, the generations his family to come. He set them up for life, kind of thing. But just it happened to the it happened to the the, the latest, um Liam Miller, sure. When he went to that move down to Manchester United, he, and he he got that leg break, and he never kind of recovered from that either. Aye, uh, Liam Miller, you know. But I mean, you know? football's lots of players like that, Paul. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's and again, it comes down to a bit of luck that you get a chance to these big teams down in England for crazy money and things like that. Then we're talking about Farouz. I mean, he'll still be getting his whatever, 20, 25 grand a week off of Chelsea if his contract ran out the other month. I mean, he's a rich young man and he's hardly kicked a boy in his life. It's it's killing uh, youngsters, though, Mark, isn't it? Like, giving them that amount of money like then, then, do you know what I mean? Like, they've no... No, because there'll be players, Paul, that'll... that'll There'll be good players that are slipping through the net. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, look at Andy Robertson. Right when Celtic let him go and things like that. He went away and worked his socks off and worked his way through the kind of the system. With, uh, no Queen of the South. Queen's Park and worked his way up, worked his way up and look where he is. But what if somebody, when he get released for Celtic, somebody down in England to say to him, come down sign for us, well, million pounds sign your own fee, we'll give you 15 grand a week. And, mm-hmm. But he's not progressing as a footballer. Yeah, well, I mean, I keep saying to you, Paul, for me, young players need to be playing games to become better players. I mean, even Ben Doak and down to Liverpool, ah, it's a better system, they've got, like, the Premier Youth League and all that, but it's still no playing for trophies and playing meaningful games, in my opinion, Paul. No, but, like, he's gone down there, Mark Azusa, like, he, he's going to be playing, like, all courts league that our players are playing now is actually more competitive than the youth leagues down there. You know, because they're playing against fucking practically men. Uh, I, I, the Colts team, well, they're still playing for points in that down there, Paul, in that yeah. their leagues, but it's just still, it's still not the same thing as playing for a playing first team games and getting in about the nitty gritty things, to say the things. Mm-hmm. And another question as well is why is the game on Monday night and not the weekend? Why is that? Was it, oh yeah, Rangers are playing. Dundee on, on Sunday or something is it, and that's why it was changed. They wouldn't let the sets of fans aye. in around the city. Just, I, I think it was a toss up what game is going to be played first, just yeah. for, for TV basically, Paul. Mm-hmm. They're waiting to kill the heads off each other in Australia. Oh, Tell us actually you what minute the other day when, when we were talking about that. What's your thoughts on that? What? The, the notion of it, like, I mean, uh, I've been lucky enough to 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 be at a derby match, and um, Marcus, I'm sure, has been to numerous ones. Like, there's it's beyond crazy. You can take it outside of Glasgow. You know, it, it, the security. All I can ever remember about that game is the security. I've never seen so much security in my life, and you could just you could sense in the atmosphere in the air, like you knew it was. You know, there was just the tension around was unbelievable. And I just think it would be hugely detrimental to Celtic to think that you could take that game over there and there not be trouble. 
And yeah. do you know what I mean? Because the bottom line is, the stadiums in 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 Sydney, the ones they're talking about, they're massive stadiums. Yeah, there's going to be tons of fans there, but there's still going to be a certain section of both sides. If they get fueled up and they have too many drinks in them, they can say what they want. And if that kicks off, that is going to be all over the news. And mm. you only you, you only need fifteen or twenty guys from either side to do it. And if there's a and it'll be all over the news. And it'll and the clubs will be the clubs' reputation will be it'll be ruined because of it. I and I do agree with what the guys were saying where you can't say we're not half of anything, but yes, you know, basically they're happy enough to go as the old firm. I I I don't know, I, I don't know I I think they could have got other sides. They could have got like maybe Celtic and Feyenoord. Feyenoord, there seems to be a bit of a link there. Or Feyenoord get one of the pub leagues to fly you for it. And it seems to be doing in England. Yeah. If it's it just kind of money spinners, they're all. Liverpool or any of these, or you know, they could they could get they could get anyone they wanted. You know what I mean? But like to get to get those two to go and play a game they consider a friendly like. I mean. As much as people don't like it, the whole ethos of the Celtic Rangers thing is one's Catholic, one's Protestant. It's sectarian, it's hatred, it's everything else you could say. And you know what I mean? To to think that you can just bring that across the other side of the world and everyone all of a sudden forgets about us. It's not going it's not going it's well, not going to happen. It? The lobby the lobby parlays and doing that yeah. uh, but see See when they're all sitting in the pubs before the games and that, you start getting tanked up in that terms. That's inter. That's what I'm saying. The problem is, Mark, for argument's sake, Celtic go and play and Celtic win or Rangers win, whatever, and there's a bunch of Rangers fellas and a bunch of Celtic fellas and they meet, it's just going to happen. It's, they're just, it's just going to kick off. It just, mm-hmm. Because it just will. It's fact. Um, mm-hmm. Like, if it's going to kick off in your own, if it, it, it will kick off in their own city in Glasgow, like, it's going to kick off half around the world. And Celtic will be all over the papers. Their fans write and fight exactly. and blah blah blah. Celtic that be in the papers. But but it won't be it won't be good for either of them, Paul. You no. know what I mean? It, it won't be good for either. It won't be good for Scot- Scottish like, football. Do, do Australia Scottish. really want Rangers fans over in their streets shitting in their pants? You know? <laughs> but I, do they I like? Think, I just think the with, people who have the promotion of it. With what's that fella then? What's that fella Mark that takes the abuse off him then? The fellow from Pakistan. Oh, I know the guy you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, like him over there then, letting Rangers fans take abuse out of him then. Like, oh, that wee Abdul guy. Abdul yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, that boy's an idiot. That boy's yeah. an idiot. And before I go, go on, Terence, yeah? I, no, I, I, just, I just think it's a bad one. I, just, I think from the murmurs that you're feeling, there's a lot of things, even you'd hear the, the, the ex-Rangers chair, chairman Moulton saying he'd have never sanctioned it and so, I don't know. I think at the I end, I think peace all over the sanction. This terrorists. I I think the, I think they said that the SPFL or the SFA or one of them have to basically I, allow, allow it to occur. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's what's going to be the get out terms. I think yeah, that it, I, I think Celtic and Rangers will both look to the SFA or the SPL, whoever it is, to put the keyboard on it, and that'll be their way out of it. Because the backlash for base SFA fans. I mean, it's one of the few things in the last few years in Scotland that's actually united Celtic and Rangers fans. Nene is wanting this trip to go ahead. Yeah, exactly. It's the first thing they actually agreed on, Mark. Uh-huh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 
let's let Celtic go themselves it's Ange, it's Ange's home coming going back to exactly. go back exactly. to and get someone else to fill in anyone but not why any we, why, why do we want him off there for Ange's home coming Terence you know what I mean like Celtic are a big club anyway we should be able to chat our own teams or no, but Celtic's the main show here, Paul. Exactly. So it's been an invite to Celtic to come out, and then obviously the whoever's putting the money in for it has said, well, who else can we get? And they've come up with this idea. But Celtic have obviously okayed it for mm-hmm. the approach Rangers, which mm-hmm. I thought yeah. it's just not a good idea at all, in my There's opinion. There's then Bennett thought he made the grade marker 15. Crushed the lad, you think the lad, the young lad, Fuchs at the time. Do you remember him? Actually, he thought he was the next second superstar as well. So, like, does Dembele, maybe as a youngster, thinking too much of himself, Mark? Does he actually think he's better than he actually is because of all the hype that he was as a youngster? People have heard con- uh, contradicting stories about it. Some people have said that he's a quite quiet and like. On a swimming type of lad, and other folk have said he's a bit flashy and arrogant, and that's a. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I, I some know some that could con, uh, comment on or say for definite kind of thing because I've heard both sides of it. Mm-hmm. Suppose it depends as well what situations you're meeting people in. So I mean, if if he's a young lad doing a nightclub or that, and flashing his money about, he might come across as a bit flashy. But if you meet him in Asda when you're out doing the messages, he might be quite. Do you get what I mean? I think you've got to look at it with these kind of contexts. Or, but babe, some people have said they can be a bit of a twat. Probably <laughs> said Rangers must be feeling like a conjunct twin with this cake. Jesus Christ, the <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Jesus Christ. Laurie and Dory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it for tonight. Uh, Terence, seriously, thanks very much for, for joining us tonight. Uh, it was very late, late noticed after... Michael and yours come join us tonight. Uh, thanks to you guys in the live chat and Peter or uh, our news fella tonight in the live chat. I hope we, we see you again. Uh, Mark will close the show. Hey, thanks very much, Paul. Thanks very much for coming on terms, as Paul says, in late notice. Uh, just thanks very much. All the guys that have joined us in the live chat and the new guys that were in, thanks a lot for coming on. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please like like the video, uh, subscribe if you haven't subscribed as well, and help share it. And if you know how, please leave a, co- a comment in the video because it helps us grow on YouTube and that. Good night, God bless, and hail, hail. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.